Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rain and Fruit Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be talking about love. And to set the scene, I want to start reading from um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. So it says, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So I just wanted to set the tone with those verses for this episode because I'm going to get to the point of why I'm even deciding to do this episode on love and why it's so vital for us to have love in order to, you know, be at a good standing in our well-being and just um, better off as a result of love. So I wanted to say these qualities of what love is, how it behaves, what it does, because God is love. Um, I want to point out another scripture, which is 1 John 4, 8, and it says, The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, for God is love. And that was the Amplified version. If you read it in any version, though, it pretty much sums up the same thing. King James, it says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Um, the NIV version says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So what I'm getting at is the fact that God is love. And math was not one of my favorite subjects in school, but when we say the word is, that means equal to. So this scripture is saying that God is love. That means that it's equivalent. All love comes from him. So if something doesn't come from him or know him, it cannot love. It's literally impossible. So when you know God, you know love. We can't separate the two. That would be like someone meeting a person named Larry and then saying that they only knew Larry, but not a person. Like Larry is a person. So by knowing Larry, you know a person. So by knowing God, you know love. When you know love, you know God. Okay. <laughs> so why am I even doing this episode? Like, what does this have any significance for in our day-to-day lives? It's so important because when we come to know God's love for us, we change. We can't stay the same because we are perfected in love. We can't be perfected outside of love. So there's there's no such thing. Um, when we want better for ourselves and we're questioning how to get there, we have to realize that seeking God is the only way. When we chase after things that aren't God with true love in them, we are not being perfected, but instead sitting stagnant or, um, you know, running in a circle, continuing the same cycles of whatever we're doing in our lives because we cannot be perfected outside of him. So that is the sole reason why I decided to do this episode, because um, God's love has changed me in the way that I think, in the way that I, I speak to people, in the way that I see other people. And it's really humbling and really um, just life changing. Like when true love enters the building, nothing that was empty is left unfilled or the same. And like it's it's a newness that comes upon you. And I can testify to this because even when I first started seeking God and wanting to have a relationship with him, and I've talked about this in a previous episode about letting go of religion, but I had a very religious mindset. And um, essentially, I just wanted to follow the rules because I thought that by doing so, God would love me and then I would be guaranteed to go to heaven. You know what I mean? Um, but I was missing the entire point because I was seeking God. I wasn't seeking God for real. 
I, I didn't have an actual close relationship with him. So I was missing the whole point of him. <laughs> I wasn't truly seeking love or else that's what would have filled me. But fear was filling me instead. I was afraid of God being um, mad at me if I didn't read a certain amount of pages in the Bible each night. And I was just confused. That's what fear had me in this confusion of who God was. And um, it, it left me feeling still empty and not growing at all. I was just, I was scared. So um, I knew about his love for us, or at least I thought I did by, you know, like people saying God loves you, God is love, all these other things. But it's very different to read or hear about something versus experiencing it for yourself. And so um, when I was actually able to let go of just going through the motions of what a Christian looked like to me, I was able to be filled with God's real love. And it, it'll change you. Like it changes the way you see people, even your enemies in quotations, the people that, you know, you wouldn't consider to be very close to you or that you may have some hate towards, to be honest. Um, it really just changes the way that you see other people. And it's like, wow, this like unconditional love can be given to anybody who decides to choose God. So who am I to like um, judge them when I know that I was in need of forgiveness and God's grace? You know what I mean? It just, it really changes the way that you see things. And to really grow, I think that that's why we have to receive perfect love because we're not only able to become new and love um, God in a way that we never have before and receive his love, but we we can love others as well. And I feel like this world just needs more love very, very much. So um, that is why it's life-changing. And that is why I am making this episode. So back to when I actually felt like I was being filled with God's love, um, I said that it changed a lot of the way that I thought and everything I feel like I gained a greater understanding of who he is. And then after that, I couldn't resist him. Like, you know, sometimes you feel like you like want to run from God or something, or you feel like he's this big, bad, mean guy or something. <laughs> or like, I don't know, like he's going to expose you or something. Like he doesn't already know everything. Um, that's kind of how I was feeling. But then when I was able to actually receive his love, that's why it was like, it, it was crazy. I don't know. It wasn't at one particular point in time that I remember letting go of like the legalistic mindset that I had. But as life continued and I experienced more things where I truly needed God, I only grew closer to him. And that's why I'm also grateful for all of the things that like I feel like the challenges that I have been through because they only pushed me closer to God. And that that's priceless. So it wasn't at one particular point in time that I remember letting go of it. But when I did, I feel like um, getting closer to God was just so, so worth it. So now praying is a privilege and reading is like going on a date with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, do I always feel like doing it? Absolutely not. But my spirit feels dry as a result. And I feel like that is that just speaks that speaks to me so much because when you know that um your spirit, like, that's what I was saying. When your spirit has been so refreshed by something and then you feel like you're distancing yourself from that something that is refreshing your spirit, you know. So, like, when I, it's like you have a spiritual battery, kind of, and I know that I need God always. I know that I need to communicate with him always. And it's like a, it's like a privilege. So, like, I get to talk to God, the creator of everything. That is beautiful to me. So, um, Everything changes when we really have an, an active relationship with love. 
If I could go back and tell my 15-year-old self these things and that it's impossible to please God without knowing him, I would be so amazed because I think that too often it's normalized to just go through the motions of being a Christian but not actually having a relationship with God. And we're kind of missing the whole point by doing that. So (laughs) ask anyone if they've ever had a successful relationship with someone they only spoke to on Sundays (laughs) and then ignored for the rest of the week. Like, that's, that's not going to be a very successful relationship because you're not actually speaking with the person. You're not communicating with them. And I feel like um, God actually speaks and he wants us to be in him as he's in us. So that intimacy is key. And, um, you know, letting him be at the center of everything rather than the world and everything else. And then coming to him like, oh, you know what? You you did create this. Let me come back to you real fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Spiritual growth has a recipe, just like plants uh, have recipes to grow. They require sunlight and water and pruning and some good soil. So the number one ingredient for our growth as humans is love. We cannot get that outside of God. The world the world has their own versions of love that may show uh, counterfeit loves like lust or validation of yourself through others' approval of you. But real love only comes from the Father. It's action It exists regardless of what emotion um, we're feeling or we have. And we will only feel fully satisfied when we're being filled by love. And that's God, by the Father and allowing him to embrace us and uh, show us and teach us and love us back to life. You know what I mean? Like when you when you receive his love, you're made new and you feel new like you can't go back. You know what I mean? So I don't know. (laughs) Um. This kind of goes back to what I was saying in the last episode with being driven by fear versus being driven by love. And when we're driven by love, a.k.a. God, we become new and better because we're perfected by the creator of love. Um, Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27 says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I saw this picture online that made me think about this verse and it was like a hand in the sky and there was like a guy um, like standing in front of the hand and there was like water um, pushing out like this burnt black heart (laughs) that was in him Um, and then it was replacing it like with a red like pumping and beating heart and it was very vibrant and just like in his chest right so that's what this scripture reminds me of because when we actually receive God's love and get to know him, oh my gosh, your heart changes for real. And I felt like that was just such a great demonstration. Along with this scripture, obviously, it's literally saying that he will remove your heart of stone, the one that's hardened by the world and what you've been through and the trauma and the unforgiveness and the the whatever you have experienced that you feel like has just hardened your heart towards God. It says he will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, one that is full of love, one that is able to be again, one that feels safe, one that is healed and whole and complete. And I feel like that is just, oh my gosh, like I wish that you all could see the picture that I'm talking about, but (laughs) it's just so beautiful because it, it resembles the process of God making you new so accurately. It's beautiful. And am I saying that after you receive God's love, you're going to be like this perfect superhuman? No, but that's the beauty in it. Just being close to the creator and being able to um, hear him and be a recipient of his love. Like you, you gain a greater understanding of who you are and you are able to be perfected in that love. 
rather than just, you know, sitting stagnant and going in circles, feeling like you don't know what to do with your life <laughs> or like broken and brokenhearted and just angry and bitter. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that you're going to be this perfect little person, but when you were able to be perfected, you you become like him, like love, like God. You know what I mean? So I just, I find that so beautiful. And I feel like that just describes perfectly what I'm speaking about and the newness once you um, come to God and allow him to make you new. Um, also, I only read Ezekiel 36, 26. So 27 says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my ordinances and do them. So when his spirit is put in you, he is perfect. So it's not that you will be perfect, but when you're being led by his spirit, it, the Holy Spirit is a helper to us. It helps us to uh, stop sinning. It helps us to move in what um, is better for us and gets us closer to God rather than farther away. So I think that that whole, that whole scripture is just so beautiful. And again, that's Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. So there is another benefit to perfect love and God is there's grace as a result of love. When we're giving grace, we're able to also give grace to others. Um, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying with you. Your mind kind of changes on how you see others. It's easy to fall into the trap of unforgiveness towards people. But when you too recognize that you need the same grace that they need, it kind of changes how you see everything. Like empathy is crucial to having healthy relationships with others, right? Because it allows us to picture ourselves in the shoes of another person. But if we don't have that, love is not the driving factor behind our motives. Because 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 says that love is not self-seeking, right? And that's the scripture that I read in the beginning. So if we're not able to have empathy with others, then we're not operating in love. Because it's not self-seeking. And so we would be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes by understanding, hey, they need that same grace that I needed at this time. They need that same forgiveness that I was asking for at this time. They made a mistake too. Oh my gosh, I made a mistake. You know, like it just makes you realize how much more common you are um, with others rather than demonizing people and, you know, just kind of um, throwing them out. You know what I mean? So not only does it change the way that you are and your habits and your ways, but it changes the way that you see other people's habits and other people's ways because you recognize that you too could have been there and that you too need God's love and that we all need him, right? So um, there's grace as a result of love. Another benefit <laughs> that I um, think love gives us is direction. It shows us where to go and where not to go because love gives us wisdom. And um, I was actually, I was, I've had like this revelation a few months ago, but I was trying to decide the difference between knowledge and wisdom, like a good way to explain it to myself and to others. And I feel like knowledge is like, if I were to say, um, we're all living on this planet named earth, right? But then Wisdom would be like, we're all living on this planet named Earth, so we should try to protect it, take care of it. You know what I mean? It's like knowledge is just the facts, right? But then wisdom is the facts along with direction. Like if we didn't know that we were, we could take care of the Earth, but I told you that we were living on the Earth, like what would that what would that do for you? So I feel like it's kind of the same with love because not only do we 
come to recognize who we are and what our purpose is on this earth as daughters and sons of God. But then we we do something about it. Like we're not just sitting here going through motions that culture has created. You know what I mean? Like we're given direction by God. We're led by the Holy Spirit. And as a result, we know that we're on the right path. We're, we're walking confidently through this life. And we know that this is not it. Like if if I was living thinking that this world was all it <laughs> with the pandemic and the evil that's in this world, do you know how hard that would be? But I know that it's temporary and I know that God is forever. So when I have that peace that I'm serving God, the one who is forever and will be here after all of this world is gone, there's some peace behind that. And I, I feel like we could all resonate with that. Like, oh, yeah, there is something after this. You know what I mean? And so um, I say all of that to say that I feel like the same way that there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. There's a difference between like temporary pleasures and real love because love gives us direction. Temporary pleasures just keep us in the same cycles that we've been living in and don't give us any growth mentally, spiritually, or physically. They just keep us in the same spot where love allows us to be perfected, allows us to grow, allows us to um, progress forward and evolve rather than just sitting stagnant. You you know what I mean? So uh, love allows us to be made new. And I think that that is absolutely beautiful. It gives us direction to be made new and to stay in that new. So his love for us doesn't stem from what we do for him, but what he has already done for us. He created us. He breathed life into us. Like <laughs> we wouldn't be here without God. We wouldn't be here without the creator. He gave us purpose. He calls us sons and daughters when we choose him. He chose us when we didn't choose him. We When we ran from him. Y'all remember Adam and Eve? <laughs> we were running from him. But he came down to this earth fully man and fully God to die for us so that we could live forever with him. And um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I should just kind of explain this a little bit because I feel like everybody's like, oh, yes, he came down here. He died for our sins. But I feel like sometimes people don't really understand it and they kind of just like gloss over it like, oh, they know what that means. So I'm just going to say some stuff because <laughs> I wanted to break this down real simple and real neat. So the penalty for sin is death, right? Both spiritually and physically because it's it's separating us. It's bringing us farther from God. So no life is going to come from that because God is the creator of life. OK, so the penalty for death is sin. We have that. So God sent Jesus, the one who was both spiritually and physically closest to God, to come die on a cross for our sins, being the ultimate sacrifice so that whoever chooses to believe in him as Savior will have that everlasting life with him. So to give us the exact opposite of what we deserved according to sin in our initial separation from him, now through his love, what he did by sending his son to the cross, we're able to be in the presence of God both now and when we aren't on earth anymore. So the presence of God on earth is the Holy Spirit walking in us as we allow him to, as we accept God and um, Jesus as our Savior, right? And allow the Holy Spirit to baptize us. And we'll be in the presence of God after this because we're going to heaven as we choose Jesus. You know what I mean? So I, I just wanted to break that down real fast because I feel like too often people are like, he died for our sins. And then that's all. And nobody really knows what that means. <laughs> but that is why, because the, the penalty for death is sin. But he came so that we wouldn't have to walk that out or have death as a result of our own sin. And sin just means anything that's separating you from God. So 
I also want to make that clear because I don't want this to sound like too churchy and then be lost in translation. Like sin is what separates us from God and the result of it is death. But God came so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And that's that. So (laughs) um, that's the gift of salvation. It's the ultimate act of love. And in a world where humans were sinning, he sent his son to die on a cross for our own benefit so that now through the grace of his sacrifice, his perfection being sacrificed for our imperfection, we not only can have an eternal life after earth in his presence, but also walk with him in this life with the Holy Spirit. So we have an escape. We have an escape from this crazy world. (laughs) The world is still dark. Darkness is a thing and will continue to be. But when you have the light living inside of you, and guiding you, you have a little bit more hope than others. You you know this isn't it. You know there's more, and you know that the void that you've been trying to fill is finally being filled. You know that healing becomes yours, peace is yours, and through Jesus, because a newness of life is produced. We're no longer slaves to sin or separating ourselves from God when we say yes to him. Good comes from him. So um, that is why I'm making this episode, because love is so much more than a four-letter word. Love is so much more than good little kind deeds and compliments. It's so much more than what um, is portrayed day to day. It's it's God and it's good. So when you encounter the true power and love of God in your life, your own experience will speak for itself. There's no need to argue. So <laughs> this episode is not me saying that I'm, I'm so great. This episode is me telling you about the only true source of light in life who loves us like no other? I'm sharing because I want as many people as I can to know the impact Jesus has had on my life and what he has done with my heart. I want people to know that they can have beauty for ashes and don't have to walk around during this life constantly feeling broken without purpose or left harmed and feeling undone. Um, that feeling of being undone, that just, it doesn't feel good. You don't want to, you don't want to go numb and you don't want your heart to be hardened. You want to have that fresh heart of, um, flesh that Ezekiel 36 was talking about. So God can heal us. God wants to heal us. He wants to love us and make us whole. We all have a purpose. We're all created to worship. We're loved by the creator and only he can really help us. So There are counterfeit loves in this world that leave you with more mess in exchange for a temporary fix to problems. But when God heals, he heals completely. When he makes things new, he changes our spiritual DNA. Nothing is left the same or broken. He wants us to be free in him and share his love with one another as we're each in a deep and intimate relationship with him. Your your grandma's salvation is not going to be yours. Like (laughs) you got to walk out your own relationship with God. Um, so that you can come to know his love for yourself and truly be able to share that with others. It's the only way that love is ever going to be spread because God is love. There's no love outside of him. So um, I just wanted to share this because I feel like the world needs more love, especially now, just craziness going on. But we're going to be all right as long as we've got God and we do. So we, we just have to decide to choose him. You know what I mean? So... I love you all. I hope that this helped somebody, resonated with somebody, gave somebody hope. I don't know, did something. Um, I love you all for real. (laughs) And if you, by the way, if you guys have any questions, you can either DM, send a DM on the Rain and Fruit podcast episode, not episode, the Rain and Fruit podcast Instagram page, which is rain underscore and underscore fruit. 
or you can submit a question on rainandfruit.com under the about us section and your question will be answered by way of email so if you ever have any questions about any of the episodes it doesn't have to be just this one please send those in because i'd love to answer them either on episodes or to you directly But I love you all. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, wherever you're listening to this from, whatever time you're listening to this from. And I love you all. So I will talk to you later on the next episode of Rain and Fruit Podcast.